It wasn't going. <laughs> Fuck. It going? turned on and then turned off. Oh. Hey, play it. See what I... All right, repeat. That's okay. I'll, we can do it a lot quicker. I'm sorry about that. It's all good. Should we repeat everything? Hey, did you lose uh, everything, Jay? Yeah. The fucking... Sorry hey, about that. That's all right. That's my ball. Right, I could do it a lot I'll quicker. I'll say it better the second time. Yeah. Well, we, I, well, we have a good idea. I could. We could do it a lot quicker. Sounds good, man. It's just like being in the studio. I did it again, guys. This is the second time I did this. I did this to my friend Maya Contreras up in New York. We talked for an hour and 45 minutes. And you didn't record shit? And it wasn't... No, it was Wendy Mays, actually. And I didn't record it. And I looked down, and but she she did it again. So, uh, guess what? You guys are gonna do it again. Sorry about this. It's pops with the power with pops. I'm so embarrassed. I did it again. We had some good conversations going on. I'm here with the original Clara Mel, who's back again tonight as Clara Mel, uh, playing at the Hardback here in Gainesville, Florida. Um, on let me give you the correct date. Saturday, July 9th, in the year of our 2016. So, I will be, actually, they, they gave me okay to actually video the show, yeah. so I will be putting it up on my Pow Wow with Pops page, if that's okay with you guys, because that's, uh, that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast, is try to, like I was telling you prior, not only share the history of Gainesville and get the story out, but actually share what you're doing now, and, and push my friends, you know, and get their, their story out there and their music and just try to share with as many as possible and the three gentlemen I have with me this evening I have with me Dave Decker Don Sizemore Richie Lawler and these three gentlemen are so awesome that they're doing this again like I said because <laughs> I messed up but I'm going to give you a quick recap Brandon Tampa area uh, they all moved up here in 90 they all grew up around music one Dave used it to escape Don was always around it lived it his dad was played music was a folk folk singer in the early 60s rich always wanted to play it never started playing until he got to gainesville but always had the love for music always wanted to play record collector uh loved the stuff grew up his parents listened to music i share that same experience with you like i was saying uh i grew up in a home a lot of music that was the only thing i had in common with my stepdad that was it yeah. Like, we could sit there and listen to music and play chess, but if we started talking, it was like, fuck you, you know, like, yeah. it turned into something else, you know? You guys were like, for me, for yeah. me, that's my, my relationship with my dad is no common ground whatsoever, except I, I love, you know, at an early age, he took me to see Beach Boys, Chuck Mangione, uh, on the, the Sour Note, Barry Manilow, things like, you know, things I didn't want to hear, but it was always cool to be there with him, you know? Yeah. So. Nothing wrong with Barry Manilow. Dude, why do you hate on Barry Manilow? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave, real quick. Uh, give give a couple names of the bands. Okay, D- Dave said, we were sitting there earlier and counting the name, number of bands that all these guys were in together. Pretty much close to almost 24 bands between the three of them. Yeah, which 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 is kind of crazy in a 20-year time period, 20-plus-year time period. That's a lot of... That's a lot of different music writing going on there. Oh, hey, hold on. Make it 25 because, Richie, you forgot a band. Oh, Ubermensch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, oh, and, 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 and remember the band Awake? For Don, Don was in the band Awake and Brandon, which was uh, quite... Uh, that shit was uh, crucial. Crucial for that area in the 80s. 
Don's making a face. <laughs> He's it like, is, it was crucial, yeah, all right. Is, I mean, you know, if anybody looks back on what they might have done, done yeah. creatively when you were 16, it's a definitely different. You would definitely be, I consider myself a follower. You know, I could, I could look at that period and see exactly what I followed to a T. Hey, you guys play DC with Verbal Assault. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, and it, what? And it, bad religion? Yeah. And what? It was you don't talk Holy about shit, dude. And it's I'm a great experience, and, and I, I still play with those guys in science, so I, I don't want to downplay it, but yeah. I, I'm saying the cringe is from looking <laughs> back when you were 16 to 18 and, and seeing before you were able to maybe speak with your own voice a little bit more, you know? And not with somebody else's exactly. ideas. Exactly. Right. It was like verbal assault before they grew like long hair and became like junkyard. Okay, right <laughs> on. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, okay, one question I, I, I think I, I ask a lot of the people. I'll start with you, Dave. What is it about Gainesville that grabbed you? What, like, the first time that you came here, was there a show that you went to? Was there a party that you went to? Was there a group of people that you met? What was it about Gainesville when you came here that you felt that, I, I don't know if you felt it, but like I was explaining to you earlier, this was kind of like almost like a rebirth for me. So kind of a refreshing, I, I was free, you know, uh, of the binds of, uh, of with distance, thankfully, yeah. to not deal with things you don't want to deal with that are poisonous in your artistic endeavors to try to move forward. Uh, what is it about Gainesville that grabbed you most? Um, you know... Well, because I came from a town called Brandon, which is like, I went to the high, same high school like these guys went to, so as far as like live bands, like punk bands, I don't know, I think I got in like 84, I got a Black Flag and a Circle Jerks record, and uh, you know, I was listening to a lot of Minor Threat and stuff like that, so then the first punk shows I went to were like Don's band, okay. Awake, and then it's a band called Slap Reality. And uh, I had a craving for more live music. Yeah. And um, you know, I was I was collecting records. I'd buy any seven inch I could find. So I'd buy anything off the Discord right. catalog. And I was I was really into the Lookout catalog. What was your at that time? Were you East Coast, West Coast, or did you, were you just like give me everything? I, I was like you were just sucking I was everything like triad, in. Man, I was all about like New York hardcore. I was all about the DC scene, and I was all about the Berkeley scene. Yeah, yeah. And um, and a lot of stuff I wasn't exposed to. Like I missed out on a lot of shit that I got into later, like a lot of the British stuff. Yeah. Like business and jam and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. But back then, for me, it was like the Discord shit, the New York hardcore stuff, and the Berkeley stuff, and then a lot of fucking like 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 I was into a lot of like underground hip hop shit too. Yeah. Um, That's a good thing. I like to hear that. So whenever <laughs> I started with hip hop at a young age, so it was like yeah. So I grew up poor. When, when I came, <laughs> when I came up here, I was, you know, I, I knew there were bands and stuff, and I just wanted to get out of my house. I was like seventeen, and um, I think I'd been oh in nineteen eighty nine or ninety. I'd come here to Fugazi show. Uh, it was my first time of coming to a show in Gainesville, but I didn't live see. here yet. So I saw Fugazi. Actually, if, mm -hmm. if you play the, there's a live Fugazi video from nineteen ninety. Yeah. And uh, if you're like four minutes into it. Um, there's a kid that gets his nose blown up, yeah. <laughs> and they stop playing. It's on YouTube, and Joe Lally comes down, takes his shirt off, 
and gives it to me. The whole band stops playing, and Guy and Ian are like, this guy's got a fucked up nose, <laughs> and nobody should be like, and like, so for me, like, Fugazi's like everything for me. Yeah, yeah. In terms of music, like, like I'm like a fucking, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with Fugazi so, and so, Jay so, I think so, I can answer this question better than Dave, because I, I don't think Dave's going to hit the point here. Okay, okay. <laughs> do it, do it, and, Don. And I'm, I'm going to nail this on the head for Come you. Come on, Don, do it. <laughs> so your question was the pivotal moment the, what, what, a party, a show. show. Something and that I'll grabbed you. about razors? I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you the pivotal moment of De- Dave Decker, and you can ask anybody back in the Spoke days, Oh. That there was a party across the street from the Spoke House back then. And I don't know who, Brian Yeager's band. High Chair. High, High chair, chair was playing that party. And um, <laughs> they covered, was it J Church? Razor? Who said yeah, No, it was Monsula. Monsula. That Monsula song, song called wow. Razors, Razors Never Die or Razors. Yeah. And so Dave, back in that time period, anybody knew him back then, was a little pipsqueak. Like, they, Dave looked all of, like, 12 years old back in that time. Yeah. So I think a lot of people didn't take Dave seriously. It was like the Squirrel Bay cover. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave, people definitely didn't take Dave very seriously. It was like comic relief. Yeah. But the next morning after that party, there was talk all over town about the new guy around town, Razors. He gained the term Razors because Dave popped up on the mic. And just started killing it. I I think you were like being held up by the crowd. <laughs> yeah, some major like eight. Well, you were like eighteen. Right? Like something really went wrong. Like major maybe, eighteen year old. Yeah, I was just turning hard on moment in a ton, in a town that you don't know. We were on a porch just, across from Spokehouse. Yeah, and yeah. so I remember at that. Point wow, on, that's a good story. It was fun, man. That's from that good. Point on, it was always like Dave would get drunk and trap you with his guitar. Yeah. And you'd be oh, like, Oh, yeah, in your house. I was learning guitar and you're living in your like, house. Wow, this, you know, a lot of people would they do that. They hated me. Brian Yeager and guitar. Yeah. And they'd trap you and you'd be like, Oh my God, get me away from this. But I, remember, <laughs> I remember Dave just being like, Wow, this is really cool, you know. And so, but that is Dave's pivotal party moment in Gainesville. That's a good one. That's true. You know and what? you don't remember that, man. I'm sorry I had to cut in on no, that. that. No, thank you. This is, this is why. This is why. This is, that's exactly it. That's a story people need to hear. That was when I asked. I'd love to hear you comments from anybody from that time period. John Resch, Scott Google. Please, John Resch. Guys. Yeah, any of you guys. That was a good, Seriously. Just, that feeling of actually playing with a band behind you, that was like getting the good dope. I mean. Seriously, right? <laughs> no, no, seriously. <laughs> it was like, shit. it was like getting the good Coke in Sarasota because yeah. coming up here, because I mean, that was another reason why I moved to Gainesville because I knew the Coke here wasn't as good as it was in Sarasota. <laughs> yeah. Because it was too good in Sarasota because I was blasting through three, four hundred bucks a night at parties. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I never did that stuff. Yeah, I never did that. Never did either. that. Yeah. Never, never. Don, what was your, your, your same pivotal? Did you have a pivotal moment like I, that for you? You know what? I, I just remember when I first got here, I've always had this, this thing, even with skateboarding. You know, I liked skateboarding so much because you couldn't buy into it. You know, I've always been had this material thing where... Anybody can get a tattoo, yeah. and it doesn't really mean anything except to that person. Right. Anybody can get a cool punk rock haircut, but it's what you do with the skateboard. You know, you can look at somebody that skates and go, "Crap, that guy spent so much time." Right. And so I always felt the same way towards music, and I think, I think in Tampa, I felt like a lot of it was a show. Right. But I think as soon as I started hanging out here, like all the people we're going to see tonight at the show. No, probably nobody's going to go, hey, what are you doing for a career? 
what kind of car you drive. Right. It's what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with this? What are you doing with that? Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, like, what are you doing and how are you doing? I think I learned, I felt that, like, I just felt it from an early moment. Like, and, and there was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of and that's how you knew people. You knew yeah. people because they were in Spoke and they were doing this. And yeah. And bar who had a zine and he was doing this. You know, you didn't even know if Barr had a car. You didn't know anything about it. Was no, you, yeah, I get your, you. Your worth was was the work that you did. Yeah, you yeah. didn't care about the it shit would, people had. You know what? It's almost it, and this is kind of crazy. That uh, this is kind of like something that I has been coming up a lot in my podcast. I did, I interviewed Jake Crown, at Coffee Project. Jake Crown, yeah. awesome, amazing guy, right? Just moved back down from Virginia. And and, we, and I was asking, I was like, what do you think it is about Gainesville? And he's like, we're all fucking weirdos, man. <laughs> he's like, we're all weirdos, and we all, no matter what, love and accept each other, no matter what. Like, Gainesville, like, you could leave this town for 20 fucking years and come back, and it'd be like you never left. Yeah. Yep. It's true. It's true, man. It's all, and, it's all really true. Yeah, it's, it's a lifelong. It's it's beyond. It to me like when I went up to New York and found out there's 250 people up there that used to live in Gainesville, and every year they get together and take a huge picture together. They have a Gainesville day. They meet at the gate. They have a Gainesville Gators bar that they go to and watch Gator games up in New York. You know, like that's like a sister city almost. Like and and same with Richmond. You know, there's so many no Gainesville to me. It leaves a mark on you, man. Gainesville leaves a mark on people, and people always remember it. It's a special one, too. It's, it's, yeah. it's a comforting thing for yeah. me. Like, when I think about Gainesville, I feel comfort. Like, it makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, 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 like you were saying, but the, the other moment I would say is when we went to the hardback, I just remember, like, being living here for, like, a week. I think I think probably we were all together. Yeah. And it was just an off night at the hardback, and Radon was playing. Oh, as, wow, as a three that piece. must have been a fun in, night. In front of, like, an Ananda, and, all, like, all the old crew was there, like, Probably playing. not. Like, how many John people? Rush. There was, like, ten yeah, people right. in there, man. Awesome. And you, you talk about, like, like what Jake said about we're all fucking weird. I always we're felt weirdos, fucked man. up and weird, right? So yeah. I'm in there, and I'm watching Dave Rung do his thing where it's, like, Bob Mull and Eddie Van Halen having a kid. <laughs> it's fucking Dave Rung, right? And, uh... <laughs> I, That's I'm a like, good. I've never heard that. That's so good. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> very I'm, dead on. Right? I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Dave Rome, and I'm just Shout listening out. to these dudes who look so fucking weird, and they're speaking to me, man. And how they're playing, it's so fucking like you can't characterize that shit. And it fucking made me like feel like I felt when I was like listening to like Fugazi and shit like that. But yeah. it was grassroots. It, 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 it was so fucking real, man. Yeah. It, it was, was beautiful, man. Yeah, it was comparable to that. Discord and yeah. Berkeley and all that lookout scene. Uh, well, all like, the false harmonics. It was close enough to where you could just come up here and yeah, be be a part of it. Yeah, and, and it was. I mean, you said earlier we were talking that you pretty much moved up here because these guys kind of did or whatever. But right. I mean, beyond that, was there a time like you came up here and visited? Was there ever a time that you came up here and saw a show and you yeah, just like yeah. something about this fucking town just. Yeah, I came Pulling up and my saw tally. Super Chunk on like a Wednesday night at the Hardback. Oh wow! And there, there was like what year was that? Eighty-nine or something like. Holy it was shit! Like super, yeah, you see Super Chunk up here, though. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was, it was, was that in the old where the Palomino yeah. is now? That Hardback? Yeah, in the it old, was in the in the big old garage empty space right yeah. there. Yeah. Not not all the way in the Palomino, but oh, the outside. In the back in the front. It used to be a warehouse. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it used to be covered, covered up. Too, so. Oh no shit! Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was in there. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody that I knew that I liked in music moved up here, and I was getting stuck in Tampa, and I, 
tried to move to New York and came back, and it was just... What did you think about New York? <laughs> it was fun, I mean... I mean, at that, because, like, I look back at, like, I watch <laughs> a lot of YouTube stuff, and I watch, like, old videos. I watch old videos of, pe like, New York around that time period, 89, 90. Yeah. You know, and the place looked fucking... I, w I should have. I wish I would have moved there. Yeah. Back then, because yeah. there was hardly any fucking cars on the road. You know, like it was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was like, back then it was ABC No Rio was was a big club. I mean. And CBGBs was still yeah, going CBGBs fucking we strong. Still saw, saw, saw a bunch of shows With the nice there. old school bar around the corner. Hey, let's hear some New York stories, Richie. Huh? Let's hear some New yeah, York stories. Yeah, New York stories. Did you ever get arrested yeah. and going up to New York or anything? <laughs> I didn't get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was that was later. That was, that was before. No, that was actually before I moved there. So, hey, so you so you decided to move to New York prior to moving to Gainesville. Yeah. And this and this was in eighty. Probably eighty nine. Eighty nine. We I had. Uh, and that was after paint factory and all that stuff. Yeah, right? that was after so, all that yeah. shit. So you would you move there? Where'd you move to? What part of Bro what Sixth and C? So you were in Manhattan. Uh, on yeah. the, uh, you were actually on the island. Yeah, Sixth and C, which was a is a Puerto Rican neighborhood. Um, you know, it was pretty cool. Plus, had awesome food. Yeah, yeah, great food <laughs> everywhere, and uh, basically we just went and <laughs> partied and drank every night, and then uh, yeah, yeah, we had to. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> one of my one of my buddies actually got stabbed in our neighborhood. Yeah, you know what? And the, the cops told us that you know was that Gary? Yeah, Gary. I was like, "Are you saying we should move?" When they were interviewing us <laughs> in our apartment, and he's like, and he just said, "I'm not saying you shouldn't." Oh so wow! So I was like, uh, "I'm going back to Tampa." Yeah. So I came back to Tampa, and then it was like just. Just deadsville. Yeah, it was just dead. Everybody was gone. I didn't really want to be there because I just came from New York, and uh, I was just everybody was just getting drunk. Every Tampa night and was weird each other up. around nineteen ninety. It got really yeah. fucked up. A lot up. of violence. Yeah. Eighty nine, ninety. It's a weird place. Because I remember, actually, I saw, I saw social stores from Prison Bound at Janice Landing, and. There were. I was, there. I was <laughs> at that show. You oh, saw them skinheads yeah. smash oh, all the windows. Yeah, we were at that. You oh, saw that show? that show? Fuck oh, yeah! Did we play that show? Social distortion, or was it the tour before that? Dude, uh, that show I, was oh, nuts. Wait. Them, oh, yeah. them, uh, them maybe. skinheads took every bit of social distortion music that they had. O Town boys through it. Yeah. O Town and Tampa Saints. Yeah. yeah. See, people. That's another thing. Kids don't understand nowadays the kind of crap we used to have to deal with back in the day when you used to go to a show. I would watch girls get kicked in the face. Yeah, we watch a guy get by kicked. dudes. Yeah, I watch a guy get kicked to death in the back, in a street in Ebor by skinheads. I masquerade. Yeah, that wasn't that those dudes that got arrested for killing the the no, bomb. Totally that that, that, no, that was Dean's you remember that story? You yeah, remember Dean's? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wake was playing a party that night in Ebor City. So you guys remember Helmet yeah. then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> Helmet with the band or home with the dude? The, the, the dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all knew Helmet. Yeah. <laughs> he was a great guy if he's listening to this. Yeah. He put, he put, he, he, you know what he did to, yeah, a, you know what he did to a Filipino friend of mine in Sarasota one night? This kid, this, his name, his, his name was Ducky. He's like five foot nothing, like small Filipino kid, right? Looked like Robert Smith from The Cure. He had a big black spike. He wore all black. They came into Sarasota just wanting to fuck with people, I guess. And they, there was, there were, in Sarasota at that time, there was two brothers, there was two skinhead factions. 
there was like the two brothers that were the Sunderman brothers. They were like six foot five, both played football in high school, so they were like the ex-jock skinheads, and all the other big dudes who were ex-jocks. And then there was like the poor white trash skinhead kids, the ones that I hung out with. These <laughs> kids were like their parents were rich. These are like the wealthy Nazi kids in, in high school. Yeah, like, like new boots. They could they could afford. Yeah, they had every color Doc Martin, every brace, every Fred Perry back then. You know, they could afford all that shit. And and that, and that guy. And so Helmet comes in town one night, party, ends up trying to kill that kid. As he's backing out of the driveway, he takes a a, a cinder block and throws it through his windshield of his car, barely misses him. And from that point on, that kid carried a a, a forty five caliber handgun yeah. on him for the still to this day he still carries it we know when i first Good met shit, richie crazy. it was back in those skinhead days and i, I remember richie liked to fight you know, he's always been a fighter did you, like the, did you like to brawl with the bones is yeah. that at least to give him the little cacao hey man i've seen richie a little, little uppercut up. but I, but Dude, I, I believe me i i i could i look at him i i know him I could just tell what this gentleman can hey, do. I remember, I remember always feeling like, all right, if something goes down, that guy's going to take care of the problem. Hey. And one night walking out of the hardback, you know, Claire Mel has a song with Boots and Bras on uh-huh. the old albums. How many skinheads stepped up? Yeah, like, there was probably five or six of them. It wasn't Mahaffey back in the day, was it, when they were all young and shit? I don't like know. Like Jason Dooley back in the day? Like no, all it wasn't then. No, it wasn't that since before then? Oh, it was out of town, and, dude. We know. had just come from Tampa, so we knew. So when we came out of the hard bag, we were like, "This is our new space that where everything is awesome." Yeah, and these and guys. These guys were gonna come up, so everybody was just kind of ignoring them. And I told Dave, "I was like, oh, he's about grabbing them dudes." That day, you, me, and me were fighting in the fountain. Yeah, I said, "Oh I said, yeah, go, Dave, we're fucking see. squaring, man." In that fountain, by uh, right by uh, the hard yeah. bag, by the he restaurant. had my back. <laughs> I said, "Look, there's like five or six of them." Me There's one big dude and then a, a bunch of little guys around yeah, him. Yeah, let's know? get the big guy first. I said, watch, I'm going to walk over there and I'm just going to slug the biggest guy. <laughs> and then we'll see what happens after that. And <laughs> just dropped him. And then all Where was little, I? I think I was signing no, the bushes. Inside. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I was <laughs> I signing at all. Don, Don, Don was inside looking were, out the window hey, going, I'll take right, another beer. Hey, I was right there. I we were fighting these dudes, but I'm not a good fighter like Richie is. And I'm, I'm starting to get my ass kicked. I pulled you because that dude was on top of you. You were underwater in the film. He was drowning. (laughs) That bitch was drowning me, man. I was like, man, man. I was like, fucking, it was like, fucking, uh. Yeah, Yeah, me underwater. About to kill me. I'm going to grab the dude. (laughs) But you know, what what it was is then, because after I knocked that one dude um, on his ass, then it was like five dudes kind of all like, uh, what do we do? (laughs) So we were just fighting them all. And then luckily, like, Michael Martin and Tripp and all them guys. See, that's another thing. That's that's funny you guys said that because I remember doing the same shit, like fighting Nazi skinheads that were coming down here from Jacksonville in the mid-90s, like 95, 96, 97. Like... Like me, Mike Mahaffey, like when all those guys came up from Miami, like I couldn't all believe the, that people were coming here to be skinheads in Gainesville. These Nazi skinheads would come into town to Gainesville. And they would get their asses stomped and we were all by Mike Mahaffey and those I mean like would I mean the first then, like those none of like if a guy even tried to do a Sig Heil, it was like flack. Mm-hmm. You know, like right away. It was just so fucking like they, none of that shit happens nowadays. These kids don't fight yeah. anymore, too. They That's the difference. Sh- they get shot, maybe. But no, no, this town <laughs> is so... But I'm just saying, like, the fighting thing, too. I, that's a generational thing that I've noticed that has changed in Gainesville as well. There are, I never... There, you never hear of fights. 
People don't fight like they used to. We're just you hanging around with old people now. But <laughs> even when I go out, though, and, like, the, the craziest thing I heard was one night, some, like, a year and a half ago when I worked at Papa Top, some kid got drunk and crazy and went at some other kid with a knife and accidentally ended up cutting his own finger off. You know, something <laughs> stupid like that, you know? Like, but that was, like... So it's pretty mellow around here, then. Dude, I mean, it's so mellow. It is good, nothing, man. like... It, it definitely... It's a different... It's, it's changed... I think it's becoming... Their games was really working on getting young people to move into this town. It, it was cool to go into the Hardback and see there was a matinee show going on, you know? Right? I mean, I mean, what do you guys... Uh, there's a question. Out. What do you guys... How does that make you feel seeing that Alan came back and 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 and, and reopened the hardback and it's doing what it's doing? It, it's like yeah. all he had to do was open it yeah. all this Alan, time. Yeah. Alan's the same as all of it. All of right? He was here for the old days. Yeah, I mean, like he, that's the he thing. Experienced the you know the I actually interviewed the him magic on the show too. That was going on. Yeah. Know? So he he went off. Got his degree and became a lawyer and everything, and then was like, he saw it coming back probably too. Yeah, want to come back. Yeah, it's just cool that he, like, I always. I mean, even like when he sold it and Drew and them got it, that was awesome. But like, that always, when that place closed, it totally bummed me out. Dude, I always liked how Alan never tried to marginalize like a scene. Also, like he he never tried to really put up like these boundaries with bands and have. I got this night now. He didn't now, try to, yeah. He opens the doors and Everything. says, you guys do what the right. fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. My place is your canvas. I don't care how fucking weird you are or how quote unquote That's the artistic ability. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, he, remember the board he had, too. You didn't even have to call the boogie. You just went and wrote your name in an open yeah. square. See, that's like, like DIY as fuck. It was See, almost like how they did Gilman. Yeah. I mean, sort of like it's that. So, it's so, it's, it's like, there's an artistic integrity to that, too. Yeah, and man, him, and, and him bringing it back like this. And, and I think showing it to a new generation of kids is kind of neat and, and, and showing them that there can be a place. Seeing a whole bunch of young punks just chilling just out. Just chilling out and stuff. Shit, talking shit. What? It's cool. And, and you're, so, how, so how long did you live here until you decided to move out of Gainesville? We lived here Dave. like... Um, we all pretty much... Did you all move around the same time? went on a two-month tour. And... We basically wanted to try to keep that going, and so we all <laughs> moved back with our parents. That's when we did so how hard we would, like keep going on the road. You know? Oh wow, okay. And then, um, then you get stuck in Tampa again, and then we end up getting a place together there again. And Heather Lakes, and then we started getting like fucking place, DUIs man. and shit, and it was like, oh. Zeep, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, damn, in Gainesville, too. Gainesville, we, as in myself, in the third person. Photo records and see Dave in, in multiple stages. You know what, man? I, I did it every day. I looked at my bag the other day. I've got eleven. I've got eleven mug shots. Are you serious? You can watch that's gonna up. be that's gonna be a record cover one day. You know, one day. Dave, Dave you know we that. Were talking about this yesterday. It's like the faces of meth, but I look better now. <laughs> we're, we're, seriously, it's the reverse. Uh, we were that's talking awesome. about that today, like about you know just all the stuff that happens, and then now Dave's here, and we're doing this. And you could see it as wasted time, right. you know. But Dave said something interesting. It, it, he would never have the insight now if he wouldn't have gone through all that. Very true. You know. So it, again, it's that same community, though, like of these people that, as long as you're there doing something good, they'll embrace you with open arms. Totally. I mean, the thing is, is, is yeah. yeah. I mean, music in general, music's got a way of doing that. You 
Yeah, and and I think the thing is, is that I I think most of us realize that we all realize how imperfect we all truly are. <laughs> yeah. You know, we 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 I think I think artists. I'm not putting myself in that vein completely because I'm not as much as one as I would like to be. I'm like I'm a wannabe, I guess you would say in a, in a lot of terms. Nah, shit. but it's it's something that's so important. I mean, to me, art is so important, and it's it makes such a big difference in my life every day of the week, especially music. Yeah. Like every time I, that's why I always. I mean, I. I'm a facility manager at a K through five charter school. It's the bat- most badass job in the world. You know, I work with these killer kids that talk the funniest, maddest shit to me. You know, and they're all super cool. Predom- it's predominantly black kids, and they all come up with the most awesome fucking nicknames for me. You know, like, <laughs> "Hey, Mister Whitey." No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> like, "What's up, Peckerwood?" No, <laughs> they're like clean my shit up, Peckerwood, and I'm like okay. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but it's like it, it's it gets me through every day, and, and you guys have, like you said, there's you guys have given up so much in so many different levels in so many different ways, and it, it, have put yourselves through a lot just for your art, and you have no regrets whatsoever, and that's what I think to me what makes a real artist. Because if you ever regret anything that you do in your life, then it was it was worth it was wasted time. Sure, sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like you said, Don, the growth growth is different for everybody. You know, and we we all learn differently and at different levels and at different times. You know, yeah. I I'm 45 and I just got my first real job I ever had. Huh. And but you know it's kind of fucked up. I always said I'm never going to get a real job until I turn 45. So I did exactly what I said I was going to do. My wife's not too stoked. My social security paperwork looked shitty. <laughs> she's like, you're not worth shit, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I need to keep you alive. You're not worth shit, bad. <laughs> 700 bucks a month? <laughs> That's not even my horse stall payment. <laughs> but, um, so y'all moved back to Tampa, did all this stuff, all these things have happened, life has, has progressed it's it's twelve years later. Um, you guys are doing this, Claremont. Are you guys are you guys writing new songs? Yeah, with Sandsburg City. Yeah, with Sandsburg City. Okay, so Claremont is just the name for the the, the old stuff. The old stuff. That's, that's good. How we're keeping it, man. So okay. Yeah, so we, we don't want to do like, like we, we can still be playing as Claremont. Okay, but, okay. But then we feel like we'd have to play all those old songs all the time. Really? Yeah. So it's, well, there's changes. Can, 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 can I? Can, uh, there's changes. Like Richie okay. never sang in Claremel. With Sandsburg City, Richie's predominantly singing. But it's singing all about growth. And, sure, and, and <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's does it feel different? But I think it'd be more confusing if we didn't make it something. Yeah, different, yeah. You know? So it's, do you think? Yeah. Does it feel that much different than? It is, they're, they're both kind of different. Like yeah, he different. he's he's the predominant songwriter in Sandsburg City. Okay. So like, and. But we've been we've been putting some stuff in though. Yeah, know, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, so we all have these bodies of works. And yeah. that's because Richie's, Rich, you know, it all started Richie going, "Hey, me and him talking on the phone." Yeah. And me going, "I want to, you know, I think I mixed one of his songs, what Neil said, yeah. in my little home studio." And then you go, "Man, I, sh- I really want to do something. And I really, and to be a parent and a husband." and sneak out of the house more than one night a week for band practice. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but I. 
you know, I was like, man, I, I think I can make it work. So then we called Paula, and so we were jamming, playing, you know, Richie yeah. had all these songs to bring in. And then the discussion was we should bring Decker back in. And so, you know, once that happened. Because he cleaned up his act. Did, yeah. you, see, I, did you feel it coming? Well, see, I, I mean, I did, was doing my own band. And but did you feel that coming? Did you feel, maybe, was, did you kind of have a vibe? I mean, because, yeah. I mean, as an artist, a thing, too, I think we're very vibey. We can read, we seem to be able to read people very well. I've you know always, what I mean? I've and you can kind of pick up on, on yeah. that, that energy that people put off. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, to me, like, yeah. I can usually tell when someone's going to give me bad news. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I can usually tell when someone's gonna give me good news. Like I kind of could feel it almost coming. The writing's sometimes. on the wall a lot of times. Yeah, it's and, it's come full circle. Like when Claremont was playing a lot, and then Don wanted to start going to school, and we wanted to play more, so Don kind of stepped back. So we started doing Watson. Okay. Um, and then uh, it was kind of like all my songs. So yeah, right. we did middle aged youth. We forgot without, that without Dave. Oh wow, yeah, without that was Dave. I was getting wild. Yeah, you were getting buck wild. His first time he went wild, and then when Dave you were hicking at Florida style, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once Dave came back and got sobered up a little bit, we were like, "Let's do Claremont again." And then I was like, "As we did that record, well, I want to play guitar now." And then it, you know, and he didn't want to play bass. Yeah. And so it it got to the point where I was like, it was a pain in the ass switching instruments. So I was like, "Do you want me to just play bass only again back to Claremont?" And they were like, "Yeah." And I, so I said, "Well, I'm gonna go." start Vaginosaur Jr. and play my songs. Yeah. So that's that was different. And then he was like, I want to play in that too. So he came over and started playing <laughs> with me in that. Like pop punk shit. Like yeah, yeah. So we, we had Watson, which he sang the songs, yeah. and then my songs were Vaginosaur. <laughs> and then, um, and then what? Then you, we did that for a long time, and then he went on his career, his extracurricular activities. Kind of went wild again. He went yeah. wild again. I recorded a record. Getting all dead presidents on yeah. everybody. Uh, <laughs> when, once he disappeared, then it, it's just juggling trying to find things to do. You know? I'd have been funny if you did white face with the black circles and just like, 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 like dead Gosh. presidents. And be like, I could just see that. Freeze, motherfucker! That's what they, they always said, like, even in jail, like, why didn't you wear a mask? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, he, it looked like a school picture. He looked right at the camera. I smile. And it hurt, no, like, you were giving it to a principal. Here, ma'am. Hey, you yeah, got a yeah. smile on the good And he was wearing the same, <laughs> he was wearing the same clothes in the picture, the bank picture, that he was in his profile page on Facebook. <laughs> it wasn't even hard to match up. Yep, that's yeah. him. I got away for six days. Did, did, I'm, <laughs> I was on the run. That was like, good. But no regrets, right? No, you learned man. a lot, right? Yeah, hey, I know. I know what it's like to uh, to evade police in a high speed chase. Yeah, I mean, wow. I mean, you've done. I mean, you've done other things without evading police. I figured. It, you know what? I figured it was time to get caught. Car, it, 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 You play for long enough. Yeah. It'll. It does get it, you. It was really a cry for help, man. I, I, I was just. You were done. Pretty, I was done. I was just like, I'm going to go out with a bang. And then the psychosis involved with uh, long-term um, use of amphetamines, cocaine. Yeah. Uh, you know, sleeping four days in like six weeks. Not good. It really started to affect my judgment, obviously. Yeah. So like for me, walking to a bank with no disguise just made total sense. Sense, yeah. You know, because that's what they do on Mars. Yeah, they do. They do, I heard. And, uh, Heavens yeah. to Murgatroyd. 
This yeah. is the perfect plan. <laughs> this is the perfect. I got the perfect plan, guys. It was, it you was, go on there, nonchalant, dress normal, no mask, no makeup, no facial hair. And then that money bags they gave him exploded with red paint. No, uh, they had he the was ink running packs. out of the bank with red smoke. <laughs> yeah, they gave me dummy bands. So I had like stacks of bills, but they had like these little bombs inside of them. Yep. I, I wasn't smart enough to ask for unmarked bills. Had you not seen the movie Dead Presidents? <laughs> uh, <laughs> told them to take the dye packs out. Hey, you I always know. take the dye. Whoops. I was like, always okay, take the dye packs out. I had the bands in my pocket. <laughs> and, uh, oh, shit. And I got. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, sorry. Right. It's not any good. Hey. Anything, anything else? Hey, hey, actually, hey, 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 yeah. We want to do a recap real quick. Okay, uh, you guys are playing tonight. You guys are recording with new stuff as the new band. Sandsford City. Sandsford City. Um, when are you thinking you guys might want to be are going to be putting that out? Is that something that you're we have working? Seven with? inch out. Okay, you got seven yeah, inch we're, out. We're still with Russ on guitar. Okay, and that's on what what record label? ADD. ADD, okay. And, and that's out of Tampa, uh, Tampa yeah. Florida. Okay. So ADD.com. They yeah. probably go to that and find it. Adrex.com. Is there any place they can find Awake Records or anything? Do you know? Like, eBay. <laughs> probably eBay Science. Um, we, Science has an album out called East Coast. I have band. an album for sale, and it was only a Gainesville band that never toured, and it's on Amazon. Yeah. I, look on Amazon. I'll, I'll look on there. You'd be surprised. Because the the record label that put it out sold the shit to Amazon. Sure, it didn't sure even, I haven't seen a dime. But, but science is we have it on iTunes. Okay. Um, Spotify. The, the record's called East Coast. Okay. Education. Okay. And we're gonna be recording another album. So. Awesome. And King Friday has a new record. That shit's badass. Right King now. Friday. And that's on Beaver Beaver out of Japan. Okay. So. And My favorite type of beaver. Out on a- ADD. Um, the vinyl is. Well, thank, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Um, this isn't going to be the only time. Pop, uh, Power with Pops is something where may, hopefully in six months you guys come back around or during the fest or something. We'll get back together, yeah. catch up. This is, this is something where we just I just want to get together. This is a good way for old people who are punk rock to get together and hang out and bullshit. And, and catch up. You know, like, this is, that's one of the main reasons why I did it. You know, um, that's awesome. That's cool, Pops. Uh, Thanks, and, man. And thank you. And last and last and not least, I just want to say thank you for your music, um, and thank you guys for being who you are. I remember the tours with you guys. Thanks for always arm wrestling me and never ripping my arm off. <laughs> You're a very nice man. I, I was a fat, me. no muscle bitch back then. Mm-hmm. You could have no, squeezed I'm my bitch. No you could have squeezed my bitch tits and milk would have came out. I get no beer actually, beer milk. <laughs> But, um, no, guys, thank you so much, because honestly, if it, like I tell everybody else that, um, that I care and love so much for, you guys are my brothers, and always will be, um, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh, your music, especially Claire, I remember you guys back in the hardback days, and you were one of my favorite bands, um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys tonight, and, uh, again, everybody out there, check out all these guys' music. Amazing gentlemen, thank you guys so much for doing it. I, I'm I'm grateful. I appreciate you very much for everything. Um, I learned a lot, Dave. I'm glad you're still with us, brother. Oh yeah, man. I'm too, man. You know. Hey, uh, kids, don't do drugs. You know. Yeah. You know. And if you do, <laughs> I never done drugs either. But... Moderation with moderation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So uh, that's it, guys. It's it's pops. Thanks, I'm Bob. out of here. Thank you guys. Thanks, pops. Yep. You guys look out for each other. Watch each other's backs. And cops, stop shooting people. All right, peace. Damn.